Hey guys, this is James from The Sports Dance. I'm coming at you again from the top of the show to tell you to go over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. It really helps people find the show. Last week we had a pretty fantastic week and it's because you guys went out there and actually gave us a nice rating and review on iTunes. So share us on Facebook, check us out on iTunes, The Sports Dance, um, on Twitter at Sports Dance underscore. And uh, again, anything that you do on social media really helps us out guys. Other than that, enjoy the show. guys, welcome to the Sports Dance Podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part, and with me as always, he's center court at the All England Club this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. It's Greg Cowan! What's happening, man? Oh, not much, man. It's a gorgeous day out in England. I mean, how could it not be? And by gorgeous, I mean it's cloudy. Yeah, that seems par for the course. And I'm not even in England. Sorry. That was a Sorry par- for disappointing people. I used par for the course right there, and we're <laughs> talking about tennis. So this is going really well. Mm. I want to mix and match exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, we have a lot to talk about today, Greg. We um, do. It's been a little bit since we've been together. Um, well, I missed actually, our time. About, about 12 hours since we've actually physically been together. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, can't play uh, word things, James. Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, but man, there's a lot of stuff that happened in the sports world. We're going to get to all of it. We're going to get to the NBA draft, a few of the trades that happened in there, the U.S. men's basketball team. We're going to talk some Wimbledon. We're going to talk some MLB. Cleveland's still on top. We're gonna, we, have a, we have a segment we have a podcast segment that we're hoping catches on. It's not going to be just like some free for free flowing BS that we do. We're going to try to get this to work weekly. But, um, <laughs> exactly. But um, before we get to all that, Greg, how are you? I am fantastic. <laughs> uh, you know, it's been a good past few days, good past few weeks since uh, you know we did this uh, last Monday after the NBA championship. You know, just been hanging around. Went up to a lake this past weekend. You know, oh, that was nice, relaxing. Love lakes. Did you uh, crush a dock? I did. Uh, I'm a big dock guy, Greg. Yeah, well, you look like you're a dock guy. I'm a big dock guy. Yeah, I mean, who's not a dock guy? You're sitting out on a dock. You have some nice sandals on or barefoot. Oh, you got to go barefoot. Then you, uh, you know, you got yourself a nice, nice summer brew. What's your summer brew of uh, choice? This past weekend, I went with Lion Kugel Summer Shandy. Okay. You know, right it's kicking off the summer, right? Yeah, Kicking exactly, off right. Sure. You go fat, you're fastball down the middle kind of guy. Yeah. Well, to heat. start off the summer, you know, I mean, sure. weather where we are hasn't been summery really Not until really. this past like weekend. <laughs> no. <laughs> Finally got like into the 80s, you know, something we haven't seen in a while. We touched on it. So figured I was like, hey, summer's here. Let's start with, you know, like the... Prototypical summer drink. Yeah, let's do I it. I could have gone Boston Summer Ale, but you know, not as big of a fan of that. Okay, fair enough. Good so call. yeah, that was that was basically my weekend. Big dog guy. Gotta like yeah, it. Gotta like it. Boats, jet skis, you know, it's cool. Very Didn't nice. go on either one, but you yeah, know, yeah. they were there. Yeah. <laughs> it, hey, they were there in case they were needed. there. It it counts. I like the option. Yeah. <laughs> how how was your past week, James? Oh, what were you up to? Unbelievable, Greg. Unbelievable. The Thrones finale Knew was, it was going there. Was just was just unreal. and we I heard un- it was. We can unpack it later if we have enough time, which we won't. And uh, man, there's just nothing better than a good Thrones finale. My question is, what are you going to do the next 10 months without Thrones? How are you going to talk to the people? That's a very solid question. Um, I don't know. Man, a few words until it comes to sports, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay, so we got a lot going on today, folks. Um, and it's been a little while. 
I'm a little bit higher energy this time around. So that Monday after the after the uh, NBA Finals, we wanted to get it out there. We wanted to give the people the takes immediately. And full disclosure, I was a little hungover. I'm going to be completely honest. It was a Monday. <laughs> so, hungover, you had to drive your brother early to the airport. There's a whole slew of reasons why I was not on top of my game 100% on Monday. You hit the hangover well, I will I, tell you that. Thank you. I just thought you were dead tired. Exactly. And I, I still gave Fire Flames takes on the NBA Finals, such as, as LeBron James is a good at basketball, is a good at basketball player. <laughs> um, but now we, got, uh, we have a couple of things that have happened since we've been together. First and foremost, NBA Draft. Um, I love this move by the NBA, just having the draft a week after the finals. Let's keep the focus on. Let's keep the heat turned up. Yeah, I mean, the NFL kind of should take a note from this. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like this. I, go, I like packaging it all together. Because you go we have finals, draft, draft free, free agency. agency. Boom, yeah. They kind of control this narrative right here of yeah. like this whole dead period, which is kind of cool. Until like mid-July, it's NBA focus for a while. Basically, yeah. And then it sort of switches over to MOB, and then we start doing many in training camps and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but right now, it's NBA folks, and we had the NBA draft. Ben Simmons, number one overall pick to the Philadelphia 76S. Whether he liked it or not. Six years. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. Um, the process worked. Did it? Well, the process I mean, we'll have to say Championships. The process worked. Um, so we now have, they just have to figure out where they're putting their three centers all year. Yeah, really. Because you know Joel of, Embiid apparently could play. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. The, the Philadelphia 76ers all of a sudden are an intriguing team of not, young talent. Yeah, not exactly intriguing in the sense that I want you know we're we're gonna actually see them do anything. But like, if you have NBA League Pass, and every once in a while, if you're looking for, you know, like a beautiful train wrecky kind of thing, um, you know, try the 76ers. Yeah, you want a train wreck? Go for the 76ers. It's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Bring the kids. Um, we have a ton of players with just ridiculous wingspans, just unbelievable, just arm arm length out the wazoo. I believe um, you're talking about Ingram, who is a freak of nature wingspan. Well, we'll talk about Ingram in a second. We have Simmons. On the 76ers, we have Simmons, um, Noel, uh, Okafer, and then I guess Dario Saric is also coming over this year. Um, I mean, there's a lot of is things happening. Is he a lanky happening. guy? Yeah, he's one of the, he was one of those draft and stash kind of dudes, but he's basically... Draft and uh, stash. Yeah, one of the draft and stash kind of dudes. Basically, all the things that Hinky was doing is now being harvested right now, and we're going to see if... And he we, doesn't get to prosper off exactly. of any of it. Exactly, yeah. And we're going to see if we're going to create a basketball team out of this. Um, ben Simmons is a freak of nature athlete who can't shoot a jump shot. Uh, in your experience, Greg, is this a good move for the Sixers? Uh, I think so, because you know who else can't really shoot jump shots, as we've seen of late? LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. So, you know... Hey, hot takes right there. Hot takes right there. LeBron can't shoot jump shots. Ben Simmons can't shoot jump shots. Yeah. You know what that automatically means? Ben Simmons is the next LeBron James. Yeah, exactly. Hot take central. Exactly. You know who else can't shoot jump shots? Uh, Bruce Springsteen. And he's doing okay. Yeah, I think so. He <laughs> so, seems to be doing pretty well. Boom. You know who else can't? Queen Elizabeth. Boom. And look what she's been doing for the past, like, 80 years. Yeah, exactly. Just ruling countries. Nailed it. Um, ben Simmons went number one. Uh, Brandon Ingram went number two overall to uh, the Lakers. Um, I... Admittedly, I'm a big basketball guy, not a big college basketball guy. Surprising. That's that is very surprising. Um, I I kind of every once in a while will tune into the NCAA tournament, 
But even that doesn't totally, you know, hold my interest as much as most other people say it does. Wow. I know it's a big. I, re- I really enjoy the March Madness. I like. I think I like the excitement. I like the idea of March Madness. But then all of a sudden, when you have like an over thirty second shot clock, and these guys are just kind of dribbling it around the three pointer and then brick a jumper. It's like, understandable. This is like the worst basketball right now. But it just NCAA. somehow always has so many buzzer beaters and like crazy I moments. Guess. This last one, notwithstanding, this last one was very it's exciting. Nuts. Yeah. Um, but so all that being said, I had not seen a lot of Brendan Ingram. Um, I had seen a little bit of Ben Simmons, who did not have a very good showing in the NCAA tournament. Um, who didn't? Ben Simmons. Yeah, he wasn't even there. Well, yeah, yeah, he had to turn. He had to, like that. Well, not no, obviously, but no, he had the tournament going up to the NCAA tournament oh. where LSU like played like I don't know that they 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 had to do really well in that. Then tournament they boycotted the NIT it. or whatever. Exactly, they had to do they had to win it pretty handedly to even make it to the tournament. And uh, Simmons more or less no showed. But uh, I hadn't seen a lot of Brendan Ingram. But man, that guy's all arms. It's all a wingspan yeah. draft this time He's around. He's literally legs and arms. He's just a super lanky dude. Super skinny. Um, so now the Lakers, all of a sudden, have some interesting pieces. You have D'Angelo Russell. Um, you have, and I'm totally blanking on his name right now, the power forward. Oh, God. Oh, Randall. Randall. Thank you. Julius Randall. And then you, uh, and then you have Brendan Ingram. Um, that's a not a bad little core right No, that's there, a good little core of guys. They shouldn't be as terrible. Yeah. Plus, you know, uh, in free agency, they're going to sign, you know, Al Horford, Ryan Anderson, Mike Conley, you know, Ryan Anderson. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, Ryan Anderson. Uh, Whiteside. Ryan Anderson. Probably bring Dwight back for and some reason. And also Ryan Anderson. Yeah. So the Lakers are doing pretty well for themselves They're going to be right pretty now. stacked. Um, other than that, uh, we had a couple other people. Uh, Celtics took Jalen Brown, number three overall. Um, kind of shocking. Sort of shocking, yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of Celtics fans seem to want Chris Dunn. Yeah, I don't really uh, totally get that take. I didn't either. Um, we talked about it a little bit last night, but man, like, if you want a team of literally all all uh, guards, then take Chris Dunn, please, by all means. Yeah, I was like, what's the point? You have Bradley and Isaiah Thomas. You made no trades yeah, to get rid of either for, one. But right now, Evan Turner doesn't look like he's going to be returning. Maybe he will. I don't know. Um, you know, we need we need wing players. We need people that can kind of run the floor in Brad Stevens' offense. We need people who can defend, you know, a three or potentially a four. And, and Jalen Brown, you know, can fit that mold. Can he shoot a jump shot? You know, uh, anecdotally... Possibly. I've seen him make a jump shot yeah, in so videos. By that, that means he can make a jump so shot. So technically, like physically, he he is able to shoot a jump shot. Like I can make a jump shot, so therefore he can make a jump exactly. shot. Exactly. Yeah. Hundred percent. There's my there's my catchphrase. There it um, is. I like the Jalen Brown pick. Um, I think that also makes uh, Jay Crowder actually slightly expendable. Um, if we wanted to make a trade for somebody, Jay Crowder is probably. Uh, it's our, he's like our second best player, so he's probably the one that'll end up being part of the deal. Um, and they kind of have over, overlapping skill sets in terms of athletic guy who can get defend a bunch of wings, run in transition, and then eventually, um, you know, hit some corner threes if they're open. Yeah. Now, Jay Crowder is a better defender and passer, right, uh, obviously, than Jalen Brown, who's a rookie. Um, and then, I would say so. And then Crowder <laughs> also showed the ability to um, hit – more threes than I think that we were expecting when we got him in the deal for Rondo. Oh, yeah, definitely. But other than that, I think that was a good pick. Yeah. Dragon Bender went to four of the Phoenix Suns. Chris Dunn, 
to the Minnesota Timberwolves, which all of a sudden become a very fun team. We have Chris Dunn, who looks like he could be pretty good, um, with your Wiggins, your Towns, and then... I'm not throwing Rubio in there. I think that he's gone, by the yeah. way. Like, Rubio, then, Rubio hasn't lived up to what he could do. Um, he's just a passer. Yeah, but... Um, and oh God, I'm... Um, my brain, brain's fried right now. Who is, right. The, who is the other guy for the Timberwolves? That little, that young guy who was in all the dunk. Contests? Oh, Zach Levine. Thank you, Zach Levine. So you have a nice dunk master little, Levine. Exactly. So you have a nice little uh, core there. But my point about this draft is that one and two are set. Like those guys are probably the one, the top guys. Yeah. Three through nine is just a crapshoot. And then after that, it's like, hey, who can we take? But stash yeah exactly like i think you could make a case that sabonis could be decent on the magic i think you could make a fun case that thon maker is just like a million feet long and like and potentially 26 already we'll talk about that i don't know <laughs> he's 19 <laughs> wink let's just talk about it now let's yeah. just get he's either 19 like he says he is or he's a 30 year old man that somehow looks very young. i know who, what he is and that's seven foot one with a crazy wingspan yeah it doesn't matter honest. what it doesn't matter how old he is at this point yeah Giannis, he's a Jabari, freak of nature Thon, and chris middleton and michael carter williams that's basically the length team outside of Philadelphia. Yeah, that, that team is gigantic. How about length now, nowadays? Yeah. Cool. Um, you have any thoughts about the draft? Uh, outside of the f- top few picks, I mean, I kind of lose interest because, like most people, once you get past a certain number, you kind of either don't know who these people are. Yep. Or you're just like, uh, do I really care? No, you're not finding it. Unless you know this guy's going to, a few years, that you remember him being the next... Uh, Draymond Green. Yeah. Like, I remember Draymond Green getting drafted just because I watched college basketball and knew he was a really good player. Yeah. So, when he went in the second round, I was like, all right, he's kind of a steal. Interesting. The only other teams that you really pay, you pay attention to certain teams, I feel like. Like, you feel like the Spurs picks or, you know, like the Warriors, certain teams that have shown they do well in the draft. You're like, okay, they may have something, an idea about this guy that nobody else did, maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, outside of that, I mean... The draft, the most interesting thing to me was the build-up to it. Yeah, because there was a couple of trades. There was some big trades. Everybody was kind of looking for the Celtics to trade. They didn't. Didn't trade. But, you know, the big trades before the draft, uh, Derrick Rose going to New York. Derrick Rose is a Nick. I don't think running. anybody saw that coming, really. No, that was I a mean, bombshell. there was rumors, but everybody was like, New York has nothing to trade. Yeah, exactly. Like, here's a garbage can and some money in the can. Uh, yeah. Can we get Derrick? I think that Robin Lopez is serviceable. Yeah. Unless you're the Bulls coach Hoiberg and you decide to call him Brooke Lopez. That was brutal. That was awful. Yeah. Um, Great introduction to the team. <laughs> well, so it looks pretty definitively like the Bulls are not going to bring back Joe Kim Noah. So you need someone who's no. going to at least be able to play a five. He's apparently three. going to the Knicks. Yeah, a lot man. of people think. Can you imagine? Like just Joe Kim Noah, Derek Rose, and Carmelo Anthony. This will be the best team from 2008 ever. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fantastic. They're at um, least going to be getting an AC. Oh, not even 2008. Like 2012. They'll, they'll Whatever. Make, uh, you got it. They'll make the playoffs if they all stay healthy-ish. Uh, maybe. It's the Eastern Conference. Uh, Don't forget that. Um, so you got Porzingis, <laughs> Mello, Rose. At least. Kevin Durant. Uh, no. <laughs> we'll get um, to that though we will talk about and then the right. other trade was uh serge ibaka for victor oladipo so the thunder break up their big three um to form kind of a new one i guess i mean you are you are you high on victor oladipo do you like victor i'm oladipo? higher on him than i was ibaka yeah yeah ibaka the past years has gotten the chances to show that he could be a star and he hasn't taken them Aladipo, on the other hand, though, is a defender. He can shoot. We've seen his skills. He can put 30 up a night if he needs to. 
yeah, he was on the Magic, so there wasn't many other options. Yeah. But still, I mean, now the fact that he's going to be potentially with Westbrook and potentially Durant if he decides to stay for the year, I guess that could be a better team because Waiters now, you don't have to worry about him being on the floor instead of Aladipo. Yeah. You have Adams and Cantor now as potentially your power forward center combo. Overall, that team's lineup just got better. I think that no this, offense to Abaga. This goes into like um, this. This trade plays into the modern version of the NBA that's happening right now. You do not need three big men. You just don't need no. three like starting caliber big men. Nope. You don't. Um, you you really need one starting caliber big guy. And then have another guy that can come off the bench and give, you know, rest rest for the other guy. Um, but you do not need three, especially when you have Kevin Durant, who they realistically will still have at the end of the season. But we'll realistically. But you, uh, this is there. It's a running mate for Durant and Westbrook. This is going to be a transition kind of guy. He's a guy who can switch on the perimeter. He can play a little pick and roll action with Durant and with uh um, at Adams, and it'll also. Um, I bet he could hit an open three if Russ, uh, if Russie kind of you know draws eight sides to give it to him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, cool. So I like that trade. Um, we're both in on that. Interesting stuff going all around. The real interesting stuff begins this uh, July first. Free agency frenzy. Free agency frenzy, baby. This so is the best fun. time of year if you're an NBA fan because this is the time that. Hopes and dreams are alive. Exactly, yes. This is the time that it doesn't matter what, like, whatever happens, uh, you know, within the next week or so, you won't actually find out whether or not it was successful until, like, literally about a year from now. Yeah. So uh, it's very exciting to be around. We've got some big names going on here, and we have a little bit of fan mail coming in. We do, especially involving the top name in this year's free agency, Kevin Durant. So, I mean, uh, the big story with Durant is, is he going to take that one-year contract to stay with the Thunder, or... Is he going to shock everybody and maybe move on somewhere else? Now, I've noticed it started off as being, hey, Durant's just going to meet with like two or three teams. That's it. It's going to be like OKC, Spurs, Warriors. Yep. That list is slowly growing to basically be the entire league. So he's got OKC, Spurs, Warriors, Celtics, Heat, and... I think the Knicks. Clippers. Are he does get, not have anything with the Knicks yet. Knicks are going to get on there, though. But Clippers is the other one. So you he's wanna, got six right now. And you know why the Knicks are going to get on there. Why? Because he's spending over multi. He's gonna be around mellow from like now through August. So even if he doesn't sign directly on the first, Mellow's just gonna be in his ear. Mellow's already come out saying he's been talking to him. That's great. So at least be like, hey, just give us a meeting. Congratulations. He likes D Rose. He likes Phil Jackson. How has that gone? How has Mellow been as a recruiter and a free agent? I mean. Has he really had anybody that he really wants as much as Durant, potentially? I don't know. LeBron yeah. didn't join him in New York. He joined Dwayne Wade <laughs> in Miami. Uh, they're better friends. Come on, we all know that. Hey, anyway. The four musketeers. But right, anyway, we'll it's, it. it seems like if you want a meeting with Durant, just guilt him a little bit. Well, let's hear what our uh, super fan, um, Will, Will Snyder, has to say. Yeah. <laughs> so we got some stuff sent in. You know, big Celtics guy over here, Will at Progressive Yeti on Twitter. Love that. Yeah, gotta love it. Uh, so he thinks the Celtics should do anything they can to get Kevin Durant. Uh, he thinks he can be convinced because the Celtics got rising talent with Isaiah Thomas, Kelly Olenek. I don't know if I said that right. And he actually thinks Evan Turner's coming back. Okay. So he thinks with those guys only kind of in the beginning of their, as he quotes it, glorious NBA tenures, uh, he, Durant could be convinced and, you know, they could become a really big perennial powerhouse and NBA championship presence. Here's what I'll say about the Celtics' chances for signing Kevin Durant. 
They're not good. Okay. But do you agree with what he said? I think that you could build a case that you could look at you could conceivably look at Kevin Durant and say we can build you almost the exact team that you've that LeBron was built in Cleveland. You can get the secondary scorer and guy who can bail you out if you're having an off night in Isaiah Thomas, which was the Kyrie Irving type. We can get you the um, third banana, but who is a little bit better than Kevin Love, like at least the way that Kevin Love been, was playing. I think that Jay Crowder is a better fit for a run-and-gun, wing-style, modern transition NBA offense than Kevin Love is. Yeah, I agree with that. And then you could stick him next to Kevin Durant and also kind of ease the defensive burden off of Kevin Durant, okay? I think that you have a myriad of big men who are just starting to enter the prime of their career and develop in the same way that Kevin is. So, if you have a primary scorer that is drawing defenders, look at what Tristan Thompson happened. If Tristan Thompson's on the Celtics... He's basically, I don't know, like, is he putting up better numbers than Amir Johnson did last year? I would probably say no. No. Just realistically. And we have a bunch of those guys that can also help out, you know, if Kevin can draw that kind of defensive presence. We have one of the best coaches in the entire league, a guy that legitimately can bring together NBA talent. Um, He's a better coach than Kevin Durant has ever been a part of. Um, he had Scott Brooks for a while, and Billy Donovan kind of showed some some chops at the end of the season last year. But he Brad did. Stevens is one level up. And then you have, I hate to you know use this whatever, but you have tradition. There is a certain aspect of being part of a winning franchise, a tradition that... You know, we're, the, we're basically the Yankees of, of basketball, and I hate using that word because we're not evil in any way. I mean, the Yankees are little, literally pure evil and have only used their money to get where they're at, but the Celtics... Tell us how you really feel. ...have used basketball prowess and knowledge and development to actually create homegrown superstars all throughout their, their career. And even when people did come over, like a Kevin Garnett, they found incredible success... And you're not going to be beloved in another place like you will in Boston if you're successful there. Just honestly. Like there's like Cleveland for LeBron is basically the only other scenario where I can see an athlete loved as much as Kevin Durant would be if he came to the Celtics and, and was successful there. Makes sense. Yeah. That's my pitch to Kevin Durant if I'm the Celtics. All right. So it's Kevin Durant, if you're listening, yeah. that was your pitch. It's also never happening. Let's, let's be honest. The most likely landing spots will quickly go through them before we keep going through this. Yeah. So most likely he'll take the one-and-done one OKC deal where he can opt out next year with Russ. That seems most likely. Uh, a lot of people believe the war- Warriors have the second-best chance. I don't. You made an interesting case last night when we were talking. You think the Clippers actually have the second-best chance. I think the Clippers have the second-best chance of landing Kevin Durant um, for this reason. Uh if you are Kevin Durant and have spent the last uh, however many years he's been in the league basically watching, taking turns with Russell Westbrook, you know, like it'll be Durant's turn, then Westbrook's turn, then Durant's turn, then Westbrook's turn, kind of doing, doing the offense. Yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome to have an amazing defensive center and then a pass-first point guard whose only mission in life is to get you an open look at some point? Like who is yeah. orchestrating the offense like exactly the way that he wants to and will get Kevin the best looks possible at all times. And then you have the big rebounding defensive center to actually clean up anything that you can't do. Yeah. 
Then you use spot-up shooters around them and then have Doc Rivers as a coach. That kind of sounds like an awesome situation. Yeah, the key there is just the Clippers trying to figure out how to get rid of Blake Griffin. And it would be a sign-and-trade. It would have to be a sign-and-trade, yeah. It would be a sign-and-trade. It would be think, just interesting to see how that might work. Yeah, I think that that would be the – in ter- if he's, he's claimed that he's looking at it from a basketball standpoint. Maybe the Warriors are the best basketball standpoint. Maybe that's the case. But I think that the, the Clippers could make a case of being an amazing basketball standpoint. The third one that we talked about last night that I think would be really interesting is the Spurs. I think the Spurs have a decent chance. I feel like nobody's given them one. Yeah, I think it's good. My power rankings is Thunder Clippers Spurs for where he's going. I mean, I kind of have to agree with you based off what you said about the Clippers. Obviously, if they can move Griffin with the sign and trade. Uh, I think the Spurs have a good chance. The only thing that hurts the Spurs is their point guard backcourt play. You'd have the best front court by far with him, Kawhi, and Aldridge, no doubt. Right. But shooting guard and point guard wise, who you got? And that's yeah. that's the issue. Parker's getting too old. Uh, Tim Duncan's just gonna be literally sitting on the bench for the next five years, not that's looking like he aged, just kind of sitting there. He might not be playing. But you know, that's how I think it's gonna go. Yeah. So we both agree OKC's probably gonna land him back for at least the one year. Maybe he surprises us and just completely changes it, goes to the east. For some way and who knows who with but yeah so Durant's going to be something that's going to be a talking point for probably next week or two at least yeah so we're going to move on to the other interesting free agent story which I just developed in the past day or two yeah I mean it looks like that Dwayne Wade will be fielding offers from other teams not Miami once yeah. the free agency hits I mean honestly it's probably just a power move to make sure he gets the money he deserves he's taken a little less over the past few years but there were moments that just crossed my mind that, like, he could just be like, hey, screw the money at this point. If the Heat aren't going to give it to me, other teams might. But if I really just want championships, maybe he goes and joins LeBron in Cleveland does the reverse. J.R. Smith opted out. I mean, it's it's a pipe dream for a lot of people, Just, but it's one of those interests. It's going to be a storyline. Welcome. Want it, are you ready for Conspiracy Theory James to put on his hat? Can't wait. Okay, here Get it is. Tinfoil. Uh, Dwayne Wade's going to the Clippers. Everybody's going to the Clippers. No, the Clippers aren't going to get Durant. I already know that. I made a nice case, and I think they're the second most likely team to get Durant. But Durant's going to Oklahoma City. So Dwayne Wade's going to the Clippers. Carmelo is going to hate playing with Derrick Rose. They're just not going to get along. Derrick Rose is a moody dude. Carmelo Anthony's a moody dude. And I think I see where you're going with this. So Carmelo is not going to like that in the Knicks. Carmelo in the next couple years... We'll be going to the Clippers. Keep going. LeBron James <laughs> will ha- win. Uh, will go to the NBA Finals again next year. He will lose to the Golden State Warriors. Ooh. He will go to the Clippers. <laughs> you will have the I banana think that, boat best friends. The banana boat best friends are all going to the Clippers to finish out their career in Los Angeles. Mark it down. It starts this offseason when Dwayne Wade jumps ship from Miami. All right, you heard it here first, people. Put it in the books. You heard it here first. This is happening. Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James will do the over 30 club, or the like over 35 club, and will finish out their careers in Los Angeles, making a single last stand, all, you know, drinking wine, being on banana boats, hanging out by palm trees. Put it in the books. All right. So we got Durant going back to OKC. Wade going to the Clippers. The Clippers. Let's, uh... And, um, hey, uh, just a preemptive um, apologies. We're thinking about you. You're in our, you're in our hearts, um, Lakers fans. 
apologies about the Harrison Barnes max contract that you're about to give to him. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, cool. Anyone else you want to talk about? Uh, not really. I think we should get into the little bit of the Olympics, talk about that for just yeah, quick definitely. few minutes. Yep, I know so we're going long NBA guys, but, you know, it's the most popular thing right now. What are we going to do, you know? I mean, I'm an NBA guy. You're a guy. <laughs> I have male parts. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to cut all this out. Um, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through the team for you, and you're going to give me just quickly hot take right away, gut reaction. What do you think about it? Cool? Yeah, no problem. Okay. It's going to be awful. Carmelo Anthony. Bad knees sits on the bench. Oh wow! Oh god! Yeah, I didn't mean that hot a take. Well, it's you know scolding. what? You give me no notice. I gotta just go. What comes to mind? Harrison Barnes first Not time. gonna be. I think he misses the flight. <laughs> Jimmy Butler. He'll get a few minutes. Demarcus Cousins. He's gonna be showing that he's a true star, and somebody's gonna then trade for him because they're gonna be like, "Wow, this guy is our key." Demar Derozan. Uh, people realize, wow, he's not as good as we thought. Kevin Durant. All star. Paul George. Hopefully, knees stay steady this time because, God, that was horrible to watch last time. Draymond Green. Uh, keeps doing what he's doing, and he's the alpha get-in-your-face guy. Kyrie Irving. Uh, just breaks a lot of ankles, literally and figuratively. DeAndre Jordan. Just blocks a ball into a coach's face and breaks his nose. Love it. Kyle Lowry. Still skinny. <laughs> and Clay Thompson. Uh, hey, I created you an NBA 2K, but you can shoot threes pretty well. I like it. Okay. Um, interesting team. First off, Harrison Barnes, first time on the Olympic roster. Last time on the Olympic roster. I heard a hilarious conspiracy theory that's basically like Jerry Colangelo invited him to the, uh, to the uh, Olympics so that he would sign a max contract in Philadelphia. <laughs> that's not a terrible theory. Why else would you put Harrison Barnes on the Olympic squad? Not for basketball reasons. There had to be somebody on some team. That was better. Like, how did Anthony... Did Anthony Davis say he wasn't going to the Olympics? I think so. Uh, yeah. Anthony okay. Davis not going. Uh, um, did everybody else in the league say they weren't going? I have no idea. Did they try Brian Scalabrini? My favorite thing... I'm glad that LeBron is not on here because I think that LeBron and Draymond would kill each other, and that's not good for the league. Not only that, with all the minutes LeBron played the past whatever years, he, he needs, needs, he needs, a quick he needs rest. rest. Carmelo Anthony cracks me up because he's just like... He does not care about the NBA Finals at all, but, like, give me that Olympic gold, baby. Dude, it's the only thing he knows he can get, guaranteed yeah. almost. I'm gonna, he's got to go for it. I'm going to destroy Croatia right now, yeah. okay? He's basically like, listen, LeBron's got all these cool records. Wade's got all this stuff. Yeah. I'm going to have the most Olympic medals for basketball. Boom. What? Most celebrated basketball Olympian. Yeah. Guy's got nothing. Can't beat the Washington Wizards, but uh, I can crush Serbia. Melo's going to be there when he's 70 being like, I still got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, give me a couple minutes. Be six man. <laughs> um, so I think that um, it's going to be interesting to see what what happens. Obviously, it doesn't really matter who the alpha dog is on this team, but you have Carmelo Anthony, who's like the elder statesman. You have Kevin Durant, who's the best player on the team. You have Paul George, who thinks he's probably the best player on the team, and then you have Draymond Green, who it thinks that he's like the biggest swing and dick on the team. He so, might not be wrong about that, though. So, But, like, who is the guy that mer- emerges as, like, the alpha dog on this team? Well, I mean, it's going to be Durant. It's going to be Durant's team. I think the starting lineup should go Kyrie, Clay, PG-13, uh, Paul George, if you don't know, that's his nickname, uh, Durant and Cousins, a.k.a. Boogie. Yeah. That's going to be you, your you most dominant. You don't even dominant. have Draymond in the starting. No, I mean, you for what the Olympics are, 
you can't have Draymond's going to be your key guy on your second kind of unit. Yeah. Because when you get Lowry and DeRozan out there, tell Draymond that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Draymond, I'm telling you right now, come find me. You can take a swing at me if you want to. I know where it's going to go, so I'll be protected. Look me up. <laughs> yeah, look me up, Draymond. Uh, no, he's going to – I mean, he's going to get big minutes. It's going to be him, Durant, and George uh, kind of all switching out, I think. Mm. Plus, I think he's actually going to be the backup center for the most part. That's true. You're going to do small ball? Jordan's not going to be – Jordan offensively just won't be doing what they need to. He'll come in towards the end of the – he'll come in like – before halftime, end of quarters, when they just kind of need those big uh, defensive stops and just swat the shit out of things. Yeah. Just um, intimidation factor. I don't mind that. I don't mind that uh, That starting five. I like it. I would also – I bet they're probably going to put in Carmelo just in the sense that he's an elder statesman kind of thing. So I bet that he would put him in over um, Paul George. Uh, hey, good for Paul George for heading back. Yeah, I give him a lot of credit. That's pretty awesome. As long as the Nets are moved back, I think he's comfortable. Yeah, good lord. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a fun Olympic season. We're missing a couple big names on there, um, but I'm glad that we can kind of see some some of these other guys. I think uh, this is the time that you know you get people like Demarcus, um, you know, who's in a bad situation in Sacramento, yeah. and that's kind of like the nicest thing that anyone said about the Kings in a while. Um, and you put him on a winning situation, and I like to see what he does in that in that kind of environment. So yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, so that's that's NBA. Uh, we went a little bit long on that again, but what do we have next, Greg? What's on tap for today? Oh, we're going to England with Wimbledon. Nice. Um, uh, that was an attempt at an accent. Is that an accent? It was an attempt. Wow. That was bad. Chip, chip, cheerio. Um, that was better. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fine, whatever. Yeah, so it's Wimbledon time. That means everybody's going to England, and all eyes are on that green court that is always so nice. Yeah, and everybody's got their white on. Love it. Love uh, it's it. just like a big P. Diddy uh, white party, um, basically. Greg, this is going to come as a surprise to you and maybe our listeners. Um, I'm a big tennis guy. Yeah, I kind of thought you were being sarcastic when you I told know. me that originally. Text, you got that text from me the other day, and you're like, I do not know what to make of it. I was like, you were very hard to read through text. Is this a joke or not? No, I'm a big tennis guy. I love tennis. Yeah, um, well, okay. Well, then break it down for us. Okay, cool. Federer, getting old, okay, but he missed his last uh, – he missed the French Open, um, which is a bummer, but he never really does well on clay anyway. Wimbledon is Federer's jam, okay? Um, so – I like I like uh, the idea of Federer being back. He's a step too slow. The big um, story going forward is going to be Djokovic is trying to go for his first calendar year Grand Slam. So in tennis, the Grand Slam consists of the Australian Open, the French Open, Wimbledon, and then the U.S. Open. Look at you. Exactly. Um, so. Djokovic has won so far the Australian Open and the French Open. So there's a calendar year Grand Slam and there's a non-calendar year Grand Slam. This is going to be his first calendar year Grand Slam, meaning he's done them all in 2016. So he's won the 2016 Australian Open and he's won the 2016 French Open in Roland Garros. I understand what calendar means, James. Okay, well, there's a little... Uh, Just letting you know. I'm, I'm, I know you're not a big math guy, but uh, I want to give that it has to you. nothing to do with math. It's, it's a, lot, a lot of math. Dates, numbers. Um... <laughs> Cool, but Wimbledon is Wimbledon is the big one, man. Wimbledon yeah. is the exciting one. That's one that everybody knows. That's one that everybody can kind of like check it out. It's disappointing that Nadal isn't there. Uh, it's disappointing that Nadal isn't there. I was never a big Nadal guy, to be honest with you. Really? 
I thought that he was. I thought his game was really cool. He was definitely a really interesting athletic presence, uh, and that lended itself really well to Clay because he crushed the French Open. Yeah, I mean, he still does when he's actually healthy. Um, but his, but that that specific game that he had with that amount of frenetic energy and that like he's just a, basically a, a pinball, and that that lends itself it was enjoyable. To, that lends itself to injuries a lot more than someone. It like does the elegant Mr. Federer. Hmm. Um, you know, who is just at this point an Iron Man. Yeah, I mean, it's always fun. I, I enjoy watching tennis when it's the big tourneys. Uh, so, you know, I kind of get into it. But the only thing that kind of disappoints me is it's usually always the top four or five people that make it. I get your rank number one, two, three, four, five, whatever. You should get there. I feel like there's not as many upsets as there used to be tennis for some is, reason. Tennis is similar to a. Um Tennis is similar to basketball in the sense that the best players usually are the ones that are vying for the championship yeah, the at all times. Ones. That makes sense. Um, you know, it's not like golf. You know, people will often compare tennis to golf because it's the hoity-toity, single-person, expensive sport. Yeah, but you can't. But it's it's just different, man. Like, it's 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 the people that are normally in the finals are, are going to be the ones in the yeah. finals every year. So most like, likely. Djokovic and Serena won last year. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, and guess what? Djokovic probably going to win this, this year. year. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's always fun. I really want to see. Um, I want to see Djokovic and uh, and Federer play another well uh, another match because um, it could be a, probably one of the last times. I would think a, they've had a couple fantastic matches, specifically at Wimbledon. And anytime that Federer is involved in a big name match in Wimbledon, it's appointment viewing television, in my opinion. Um, there's yeah. nothing that's going to me- measure up to his matches with Nadal um, no, some from of like those five or six crazy. years ago, because those were some of the greatest matches of all time. Like that's this generation's like premier tennis rivalry. Yeah, um, I mean, it was there. Both of the guys are on the prime. So I mean, it's harder now with Djokovic being the young gun. And Federer is now in his mid-30s, and that's considered very old for tennis. Yeah, exactly. Djokovic is an interesting guy because he's, um, in the the international tennis community, he's not necessarily as respected as your Federer's and Nadal's. Um, He's getting there because he really has, um, you know, been just historically dominant in the last couple of years. Um, But the reason being is because tennis is still not... um, Tennis is still a little impervious to different kind of advanced analytics. Tennis is still very much an eye test kind of sport. Um, you know, you can you can tell you you can tell how fast you're going to hit the ball. You can tell you know how many miles somebody runs and how much ground someone someone covers during a match. Um, but it's really an eye test kind of thing. And style and aesthetics do matter when you're trying to attract new fans. Yeah. And Djokovic is so clinical in the way that he plays. It's pretty unbelievable. Like Federer is like flourishes and elegance and Nadal is just straight up frenetic energy and he's that pinball that we talked about. And Djokovic isn't really a specific style other than machine. Yeah, he's kind of a robot. He's like a Terminator kind of guy who is just going to, you know, clinically pick apart your best players. Yeah. And that's not as fun to root for in a sport which is basically, you know, primarily focused on aesthetics and style of play. No, exactly. So, uh, but overall, we think Djokovic is going to make a return to the finals. Probably, yeah. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to touch on on the guys' side, outside of the fact that the U.S.'s hopes basically ride on Isner, because, you know, he's the highest-ranked U.S. player, I believe. Yeah. 
And let's be honest, U.S. to get get that much energy back into tennis, you need somebody that can at least make it consistently to the quarterfinals, semifinals. Because once Andy Roddick left, we've kind of been a lost country without a player. Yeah. We've had guys that could come in. But in general, I want to touch on, touch on the one big surprise so far in tennis was a man named Marcus Willis, who's going against Roger Federer today in the second round. So if you're listening... Depending on when you are, it's probably already over. Federer probably already crushed this guy's hopes and dreams. But he's from the UK, so you know, he's got the hometown fan base. Uh, I think that's the UK flag that I'm looking at. He's either from the UK or Australia. It's one of the two. But wasn't what's great like about... A, uh, wasn't he a tennis instructor? Yeah, he had like he has like some crazy story about how he got into the tournament and he like barely qualified. And now he's in the second round of Wimbledon, so it's pretty cool. But the best thing about it is uh, his nickname is Cartman. Like and that. and I like when I first heard, I was like, okay, this guy must be huge, and he must really want people to respect his authority. And that's basically what I went to. No, apparently, uh, when guys are drinking like so, uh, water and Gatorade and stuff, he was drinking RC cola <laughs> and eating a Snickers bar like between breaks. I like that. He is the common man's tennis man, and that is who we need to root for in this sport. And sadly, he's gonna get crushed by Federer. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, but he Federer, deserves a mention because of what he does. Definitely. <laughs> um, so, on the women's side, it's going to be Serena Williams. Most likely. Most likely. Um, women does have surprises once in a while, more than the men. Like, yeah. Serena does get upset once in a while, but it's rare, but she'll probably make the finals. Yeah, I mean... It, there's no Sharapova. No Sharapova. <laughs> um, it looks like... I mean, there's the odds out on... Um, you know, all these people are basically saying that Serena is the one. Yeah, you got Red, you got Red Wanska. One. You got Keys from the U.S. who she could actually make an interesting run. She's number nine. Yeah. So, you um, know. You got to keep an eye out on Andy Murray, who Djokovic played in the French Open earlier this year. Um, beat him pretty handily, but you got to keep an eye on Andy Murray. It's home court. There's another um, uh, lady that you need to keep an eye out on the... Um, on the, the women's side? The women's side, but I... I now, I'm going to butcher her name. That's fine. Go for okay. it. Okay. Garbine Muguruza. Garbine Muguruza. Okay. She is 22 years old from Venezuela, uh, and she is a big heavy hitter that's going to come through. Um, and she's already made a nice showing uh, in Roland Garros early this year, and she's... Uh, she had a nice first day at Wimbledon yeah. as well. Number two in the world, so you know yep. she does have the ability to, you know, compete and exactly. take down Serena. So, so if you're going to keep an eye out on the women's side, uh, other than Serena and Venus, you're going to keep an eye out on my girl, Carbinier. Um I think that she's going to do very well in this tournament as well. Um, you know, I, I find that the Spanish players always do a little bit better on clay than they do in grass, but, yeah. like, we'll have to see what happens. You know what? Good, good Wimbledon talk, James. Hey, thanks, man. I, uh, I was impressed. I'm not going to lie. I, pre- I told you I was a tennis guy, man. Yeah, you are. So, uh, you know, moving on from one grass-type court to a grass field and clay diamond. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go to MLB a little bit. Touch Again, on. MLB, not too much going on right now. When it gets closer to trade deadline, all-star game, stuff like that. All-star game voting's closing pretty soon. Uh, looks like four Red Sox players will probably get in oh, at this point. Love it. Which you know from us in the Northeast. I went to my first game this season, man. Yeah. Uh, I, went, I enjoyed the Snapchats. Went to the walk-off game against the White Sox. Uh, had to be great. Who we, we had a pretty horrible series against. But, yeah. 
It's been pretty pretty rough road. Red Sox Nation going a little crazy. Yeah. They well, finally won a they won a game handedly last night, so everybody's kind of calmed down for at least 24 hours. Yeah, but still. Uh, um, but you know who's been doing really well? Cleveland. Cleveland. And you know when they started doing really well? One for the land. When the Cavs won the championship. So they've been on an 11-game winning streak. Yeah. Won again last night. So this is uh, being recorded on Wednesday. So if they do lose tonight, it's still impressive. 11 games is a long streak to have. Uh, Cleveland looking like they could be the AL Central like team to beat. Uh, right now trying to compete with the Rangers at the top of the AL as like the teams that everybody's got to look for. Yeah, the AL West is pretty spectacular right now. Houston, who we kind of buried in the beginning of the season because of their slow start, is 9-1 in their last 10. And, you know, it doesn't – they're 10 games back from Texas right now who is just having a fantastic season. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10 and really kind of blowing you know the doors what? off people. At this point, look for the wild card. But, I mean, so Texas, Texas and Houston, it's a great time to be a baseball, baseball fan down in that state. Oh, yeah. It's going great there. So, yeah. You know, Cleveland's hot. Uh, the Cubs still doing well, but the Giants have right on their tails, baby. quickly come up and basically said, listen, we're just as good as you. It's an even year. Did you forget that, Chicago? Maybe you won't win the World Series this year. Uh, San Francisco's doing it with, like, nobody, too. Yeah, it love. makes no sense. They're doing it with, like... It's so confusing. I mean, I don't want to, like, say that they don't have any big-name players because they're, like... They got name. Bumgarner. No, I They know. got Posey. I know. I'm just going like, to throw out guys that I know on the team. Crawford. Even Posey's not even doing that <laughs> nah, well. Like, he's not. I mean, he's doing okay. They're, he's, do, they're he's just doing like it together eight. somehow. It's it's uh, kind of impressive. It's yeah. just an even year, so naturally they're doing well. Um, okay, cool. But well, the other big story, yeah. not even that big, just found Fun it hilarious. Uh, Jay Garrietta, you know, really passionate about his alma mater. They were going up against Coastal Carolina, and they lost. Yeah. So he decided to make a bet with one of, I think it was one of his teammates or just one of his friends in general who went there. He's so confident that Coastal Carolina was going to go down that he was like, listen, I'll bet you that if they win, I get a tattoo of their logo and stuff on my body. Kind of a bold move. I don't know where he's getting it. Yeah. I think it should go on his face just because. Has, has he not got it yet? I don't think he's gotten it yet. But my, my thought was, instead of doing the tattoo, he should have really just, you know, come out and been like, listen, the bet's going to be shave the logo into my beard and then color the beard Coastal Carolina colors. That would have been better to me than getting a lifetime uh, reminder of one College World Series. I am not a fan of tattoo bets, to be honest. No, I think they're dumb. Yeah. I mean, I will never make one unless I am 100% positive that I can't lose. But the There's chances no, of that ever happening aren't high. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of tattoo bets. Like, do something else. Do something fun that will go viral. That's what Don't I mean. Just do the beard thing. That would have been great. All right. Um, cool. So that's that was the, yeah. real brief MLB talk. I mean, we'll get into it a little more. We'll get into it. We're going to have to at some point. I mean, basically, our hand. we hit the key points. I mean, of who's doing well, what's going on. James is buzzing up a storm, getting inside sources. I got my sources texting me. So it's texting him that baseball um, will be making bigger comebacks next week. So we have, uh, I think, to end it, right? Yeah, I mean, if you want, we could t- I mean, if you want, we could touch on Messi retiring. Oh yeah, I mean, so Copa America happened. Big. Argentina was upset in the finals to Chile. Yes, uh, Chile, second year in a row. 
Yep, and um, watch the Copa America. Uh, Argentina against the United States just looked like it was the JV versus the freshman, or the varsity versus the freshman. Well, that's what happens when it's the number one versus number 31 team in the world. It was pretty brutal, and I was basically convinced that Argentina was going to roll through everything until, my friends. Yeah, I mean, Chile, Chile's number five, so you know they got to get some respect. Uh, but the big story of the game outside of the ending, the referee who was just... I think trying to become more famous than the players. <laughs> Threw out just dramatic red cards and yellow cards and went crazy. But, uh, you know, game went into PKs like it did last year. So same matcher from the previous Copa America. Yep. Same results. Uh, Chile winning in the PKs to beat Messi. This is now four big tournaments, I think, in the past three or four years that Messi's made to the finals with Argentina. Hasn't won any of them, including the World Cup. And now yeah. we'll no longer and be a part yeah. of the Argentinian national team. Basically came out afterwards and said, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. I, I don't want to be a part of this. Uh, you know, and it's a big thing because the international game is so huge in general. People love seeing the best players in the world compete for their homelands. Right. It's pride. But uh, after reading this, I was first shocked by the news. Yeah. Because after I read it, it came out that like four or five other guys were like, yeah, so if he goes, we're going. Right. And I was like, this is weird. Why is this going on? Then I found out that the Argentina soccer like association that is there is horrible. Right. Like terrible, greedy, backdoor deals, doing all these awful things. And basically players are like, listen, if you're not going to treat us properly like, all, like the number one team in the world should be, uh, we're not going to play for you anymore. So that's basically what it seems like. And, you know, Messi and them were, like, trying to be like, you know, we're going to give the younger guys a chance to represent their country and stuff like that. But, no. I mean, it's kind of, it, it sucks to see. I like soccer. It's going to be hard. Argentina is going to definitely drop down if Messi and a bunch of those guys leave. And it's really hard to see the number one player in the world not competing internationally when guys like Ronaldo are going to be up there and, you know, all those, like, Rooney still going strong for England. Um, but you know, when you look at, think about all these different countries, you think of the big names like USA where, I mean, we're homers, but you think of Dempsey. So, I mean, Argentina, who are you going to start thinking of? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, there's a really good piece and it's a little old now. Um, it was mostly, um, it was during the world cup in a, a couple of years ago, um, in 2014. Um, but there's a really good piece done by Wright Thompson about uh, Lionel Messi and his relationship with Argentina and his hometown. And uh, it's a little more complicated than sometimes just like, you know, passionate support. So it's really good to read. Wright Thompson's an excellent uh, long form writer for ESPN. So check that out as well. Interesting stuff, though, man. Uh, Lionel Messi no longer going to play for yeah. Argentina. So that's, that's the, talking soccer. That's the big one. Uh, the only other thing I want to touch on is the Euro is Iceland. Uh, I think that's a hilarious. I don't know. Have you heard any of the announcers' calls on the goals? No, but I... You need to. Okay. They're hilarious. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll post those and whatnot. Just um, really quick, though. Funniest thing about the Iceland team, their coach isn't full-time for that because, you know, it's Iceland. They're not really known as being a soccer powerhouse. Somehow beating a lot of good teams, making it far in the Euros. Good for them. Yeah. Their coach is a part-time dentist. A you know part-time who else was dentist. a dentist for an Iceland team? Yeah. The coach from the Mighty Ducks when they faced Iceland. Just think it's weird that all their coaches happen to be dentists. Just connecting the dots. Yeah. Um, just on a, on a side, I don't want my dentist to be part-time. 
like, I don't want to be in, Put in the either. work, bud. You know? Listen, either uh, coach coach the guys on the pitch or just learn how to drill teeth properly. Yeah, exactly. Like, give me give me the full-time dentist. Yeah. I'll take him. I'll take that guy. Um, or her. All right, cool. Um, so, to finish, we actually have a segment. Um, I think we should only do one of these. Today. Yeah, we'll just do one. We'll, get, we'll start you off. We'll ease you into it. Ease you into it. Um, if you've ever gone to uh, college uh, or, I guess, high school, um, you have probably, probably at some point... <laughs> Uh, played the game MFK, and um, because you don't know what it means, because we're a family-oriented podcast with an explicit rating. With an explicit rating, we're not going to tell you that it means Mary fuck kill. No, we're not going to tell you that. Okay, so instead of doing that, because that's too easy. That's Greg, just vulgar. That's too easy. That's too vulgar. We don't like it. We're going to switch it. We're going to start a segment called Start Bench Cut. Start Bench Cut. Why are we doing this segment, Greg? Because it's sports related. Because it's sports related. <laughs> Tangentially, why we're doing this segment is because it's summertime. Yeah. There's not much else to talk There's about. There's not much else. But, you know, we're hoping this is something that maybe catches on. Yep. We'll do polls with it. Send in your ideas of things we can do. It doesn't necessarily have to be sports-based fully. Exactly. I mean, it can be foods. It could be other things. It, yeah. it could be weird stuff. Exactly. We're going to do it primarily in sports. We're going we're gonna to have sports ones mostly every week. But I want to hear what people have to say. Yeah. Who we should start, who we should bench, who we should cut. And yeah. we have one today to end the show. Um, and Greg, what, what do we got? Yeah, so we are going back to the MOB. So, you know, we'll give it a little more love. Boom. Uh, going back to the topic we talked about, the pitcher home run derby. Yeah. So, in general, if we could have a pitcher that we needed to hit a home run. Yeah. In general, who would it be? Your choices are going to be Noah Syndergaard, a.k.a. Thor, mm-hmm. Madison Bumgarner. And we're going to go back with Jake Arrieta. Guys that have all hit home runs in the past month. Uh, Ariana, I believe, just hit another one recently. So if you had to rely on one pitcher, who would you start? Who would you bench if you needed somebody there to really come in and save your ass after the guy that you picked to start couldn't? And who would you just flat out be like, no, don't even, don't even put the bat in his hand? So did you have a uh, – I am actually doing a little bit of research for this right now, but did you have an idea of what you were going to do, Greg? I do because I am just that good. Okay. I am smart. Yeah. I believe in myself. I am a knowledgeable host. I know this is specifically for the Home Run Derby. Yeah. Okay. Just want to state that we are knowledgeable hosts. Knowledgeable hosts. Because that's what people are looking for in a good sports podcast, I've been told. Okay, so, my start bench cut is going to go with, I'm going to go with the young gun, Noah Syndergaard. I don't care you about the bone him. spurs. I am starting him. I don't care about the bone spurs. I mean, in my mind, he doesn't have them. But when you have a nickname like Thor, one, you know you're powerful. That flow is just going to be frolic in the, in the wind. It's going to be great. He's shown wow. that he has power. Uh, he's also young, so he's got more of stamina, I believe. He doesn't have the years wear down on him yet. Plus, he's got that height and everything. I feel like he's just going to have that nice, easy swing that just powers it out of the ballpark. My bench is going to be Madison Bumgarner. He has consistently hit home runs in the major leagues. More than guys like Juan Castillo, who used to play, and uh, others could on a regular basis. Yeah. He hits more home runs per at-bat, I believe, than uh, I don't even know who. Uh, Juan Pierre, another Juan that doesn't hit many home runs. Yeah. And then I'm going to cut Jake Arrieta. Listen, Jake, you're a pitcher. I know these other guys are, but literally you're a pitcher. You've hit a few home runs. It's been nice. It's been fun to watch. That beer gave you some power. But that tattoo, I think, is going to drain you some of it. Yeah. Plain I, and simple. 
I, I hear you there. Um, I was probably going to start Jake Arietta uh, because of the beard. Ooh. Um, but that tattoo bothers me. Uh, I don't like that at all. I don't like uh, someone who actively says that I'm going to put another team's logo on my body if that team wins, and he does not have a hand in that team. If he bet that, you know, that he was going to beat Coastal Carolina, like the Cubs would beat Coastal Carolina, um, I'm all on board with that. But uh, not yeah. on board if he doesn't have a hand in it. So, Jake, bad decision-making. That gets you benched. Not Ooh. cut. Benched. Ooh. Okay. Um, starter, uh, I'm going to go with Madison Bumgarner. Um, simply based on uh, numbers, Greg. And I'm, uh, I'm a big numbers guy. All about the stats. All about stats. And 13 is more than three. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. I'm going to say it again. 13... That's like more than three. That's like the Steph three is more than two thing. It's blowing your minds. It is. Madison Bumgarner has 13 home runs. Noah Syndergaard has three home runs. Guess which one that I want? Madison Bumgarner. (laughs) Okay. Um, So he's starting. And Noah Syndergaard, um, I do care about the Bone Spurs. In my mind, they're not there. So you don't, but I do. Okay. You don't, I do. Noah Syndergaard, um, I don't like that he's leaning into the Thor thing. Um, just cut it out. You're a nerd. If, you, if you're going to call yourself Thor. Okay. I mean, did you see his Superhero middle school stuff? or high school picture? I, he was pretty nerdy no, looking. No, I did not see. Wait, have you never, you've never seen it? No, I, like, I, I, I probably understand that it's, it's interesting to some people. But Major League Baseball players, middle school or high school yearbook pictures are not interesting to me. His is you just need to you need to see it. No, see, no. This is the thing. It's not interesting to me, Greg. And you're gonna show me right now, and I'm not gonna look. I'm refusing to because I'm cutting him. It does not matter. You start Bumgarner, you bench Arietta, and you cut Cindergard, book it. That's the way you go. All right. So we are completely opposite on that. Fiery takes. Interesting. I figured we were gonna be kind of similar. No, no, no. But that's good. I like it. Cool. So we're gonna put up a poll. Uh, you know, we'll figure it out some way for SBC. Yep. Start bench cut. We'll get it up there. Uh, maybe we'll just put the different ways to uh, mark it down. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it Check out. Check it out. Uh, so it's going to be something we do weekly. Send in tweets at us if you like it, if you want different ideas, if you have a different thing you want us to do it with, different players, sports. We're going to try to go around the whole sports world with this. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we even throw in some bicyclists. Uh, I don't know if we can figure out names that anybody knows outside of Lance Armstrong. We're not going to do that. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Bicycling's um, probably out. Sorry, people. All right, man. Uh, is there anything else you want to cover before we uh, you know, bring this thing for a landing? No, I think uh, we're clear to touchdown. Beautiful. Um, so uh, I, I keep saying at the top of the show, but leave us a good rating and review on iTunes. That helps us out a bunch. Um, share it with your friends on Facebook and other kind of social media. That also helps us out a bunch. We're at... Sports Stance underscore on Twitter at Sports Stance J. That's me on Twitter. Um, and Greg, anything else you want to add? Not too much, man. I think it was a good show. I like where it's going. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, check it us out again on SoundCloud. Leave us comments, likes, whatever you want. Like James said, and write in like Will did. Um, we love that. We love hearing yeah. from you guys. Give us your takes. Um, cool, man. Other than that, um, we're gonna come at you next week with a little bit more baseball, a little bit more Wimbledon, and maybe some free agency shoes dropping. Who never know. Boom. Um, Other than that, guys, see you guys next week and have an awesome, awesome time listening to this podcast and anyone else. Have a good week, guys. Bye.